Esprit Devora hopped on my podcast, and the very first thing that she did, and you're about to hear it, is she gave some amazing love to a different podcast that I had podcast guests that I had had on my show earlier. So, I mean, definitely go back and check out that show. It was an amazing episode. But how incredible is it for somebody? in the first five minutes of their conversation to be giving love to someone else and not even the host, although she gives some love my way as well, she focuses first on someone else. And what she has to say in our interview is so heartwarming and so opening every single minute of it. And don't miss a minute, right at the end, in my three surprise questions, the ones that you know and love, something big really comes out. Esprit, I am actually really excited. I, I actually didn't express to you how excited I was in the green room before we hit the record button, partly so that you could be surprised by this. I am really excited to have you here. You were referred to me by a previous episode, and she talked you up so highly that this <laughs> conversation is one that I've been waiting for. I mean, actually waiting for. Stop. That's so um, sweet. Who was it? <laughs> it was Cam Kashani. Oh my gosh. She's just the most amazing human on the planet, has overcome so much and shares everything that she's overcome with with us to empower us and specifically to make women the best leaders that we could be. She's the most amazing human. I love Cam. How did you meet Cam? How did you come across um, Cam? I, uh, you know, it's funny that the words that you used, I ran a sort of a, a LinkedIn focus about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah. To reach out to basically every single solo female entrepreneur I could find. Right. And, and just offer them that. support. Yeah. And most of them accepted my invitation to connect and then didn't, didn't deepen that connection. And, yeah. and, you know whatever it is what it is and and a few of them looked for opportunities to deepen that connection and cam is one of them mm, sounds like cam she's so yeah. fantastic yeah we've known each other for years you know she's responsible for los angeles becoming one of the top tech cities in the world in top in the top three it was her work sacrifice and community efforts that built up los angeles to what it is today known to be a tech city whoa yeah. She doesn't really talk wow. about it anymore. But, she does not. <laughs> but I was there for it. So <laughs> I witnessed it. I saw her community work. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to talk about you, but but I'm okay derailing a little and, and spreading <laughs> some love her way first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell me, I, I, tell me about she that and story. I just messaged today. She's amazing. I mean, it's not a story. She wow. built Koloff. We met, I had my. I built the first action sports social network. So I had a, mm -hmm. an office with a movie theater in Santa Monica. And I used to host this event series called Entrepreneurs Anonymous. And it was a place to not name badge one another, but just be humans together. And her mm. and her business partner showed up. I didn't know that. I love that. Just and, human together. <laughs> right? And they were building what now we all know is co-working but at the time like co-working was only in san francisco and it wasn't this known thing so her and her co-founder were bu building a co-working space a few blocks away and i'm like what's co-working <laughs> and i got to know her over the years and i've seen 
just the kind of work that she invested. I remember in the initial meetings before she opened, it was me, this awesome guy, Tyler Koblasa, if I'm not butchering his last name, and and her and her co-founder, and we would brainstorm like how to make Koloff just like just spectacular. And one of the things that she kept repeating was, you know, people over profit, like always serve community first. Over she, it didn't matter. She she's a businesswoman. It was important to build a smart company. But the people were a priority, and then she just trusted the other pieces would work out as long as she built intelligently. And I was just really respected that. And then she built a profitable company in Santa Monica. And because of Coloft, investment firms and different places migrated or opened a second office in Los Angeles just because they saw it as like an economy that they needed to be a part of. And that was all Cam's community work that made that energy possible where the top venture capitalists in the world are opening an office in Los Angeles because there's a buzz in the city. Like that buzz is Cam Kashani like that, you know? And so... Yeah, she's amazing and continues to be That's amazing. So but cool. now her focus isn't on LA tech or tech. For the, her focus is on women, empowering women to be the best that we can be and, and to bring us to a really strong point of leadership, not get in our own yeah. way. She she talked a little bit about that in her episode probably three months ago, four months ago, maybe. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really just focusing on this women this women networking thing. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And I don't, I don't see the whole story. And Esprit, you're, you're helping me see a lot more (laughs) of the story. Yeah, she's amazing. And you know, she's extremely selective with her time. She's a single mom of twin boys. She's just amazing. And so that she chose you to invest her time and into your world. It says a lot about who you are too, because she does not throw her time around lightly. Hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Very cool. And thank you, Cam, because I'm sure you'll listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she did not. And and I didn't. uh, Apparently, I didn't effectively sing her praises. But here you are. And and thank you for that. The media called her the godmother of Silicon Beach. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like the biggest publications, it was, and she earned every last syllable. <laughs> you know, like she, she's amazing. I'm really grateful yeah. that she's in my life. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. What an amazing yeah. story. Are you, are you up for sharing a little bit about yourself with the same level of excitement? Oh my gosh. Well, I'd have to muster up confidence to have the same level of excitement, but I'm happy to share about myself. Well, um, may I yeah. may I presence it a little for you? Sure, sure. Thanks. You you just shared some pretty amazing things about Cam and pointed out that she does not waste her time. Mm-hmm. And she said some pretty amazing things about you. So if I may, what would yeah. Cam say about you? Oh, fuck. She'd probably love that you asked me that. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Cam would say, I might cry. I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Cam would say, I'm one of the most caring people ever that I probably love too much. That 
She would wish that I'd become more guarded with my time because what I give to people goes over and beyond and I don't leave enough time for myself. She would say I'm one of the most extraordinary community builders and that there's no one that can create the kind of events and experiences the way that I do, that I truly am Mm. an artist and I have a gift. She would say that I also helped build Los Angeles into a top tech city. I think we did the work together. And she would say that anybody that would get to be friends with me is very lucky. Hmm. Wow. Those are beautiful words. Now, may I make a They're not the words in my head. (laughs) They're not the words I tell myself. Yeah. May I request that at sure. least for the rest of this interview that that you mm-hmm. are exactly that woman? Well, well, I am her, just not in my head to myself. Yes. <laughs> like yes. I'm I'm always me, but how we perceive mm-hmm. ourselves and how other perceive us is, you know, two different narratives and storylines. Mm. But they're all a version of the truth, you know. I'm I, you know, to 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 add to that story a little bit, I I I'm I'm being considered for a board role right now, and in order to get it, I had to ask for some letters of recommendation. And one of the letters yeah. that I just like you, I when I read through it, it actually it teared me up. I I, yeah. I said, wow, I mean, this is this is beautiful, and this is a side of me that I don't see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you that. If we could all become our own best friends, I don't know. I think some people are their own best friends a little bit too much. (laughs) If I could become my own best friend, that would probably be a really good thing, but it's all a journey. It's all a journey. We're we're on it together, especially right now, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could let them know that I was a mess and a half in the green room and you thought that the interview maybe would be best for me if it didn't happen but i i share that i'm i'm totally fine and and happy to show up as i am that i'm just being a human and not every day is perfect yeah neither am i (laughs) i I, you know being completely fair i did not see a mess and a half oh thank you that's not what i saw (laughs) i appreciate it thank you yeah yeah this this might be a, a cam moment for you. I I saw a, a beautiful person showing up in their full energy and and as a human carrying some of their baggage and that's okay. Yeah. Cause trust me, I got plenty of my own too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just usually I am open about sharing what's going on, which is very unusual in our digital world. I'm not, I push myself to do it. I actually spent years practicing it. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know whether it helps the world more or hurts me more. I'm not, I don't know, to be determined, you know? But I do proactively, like, just live authentically and hope that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, as a business person, I feel that living authentically could sometimes hurt you in business or hurts you in business period. I'm not I'm not sure. So that's what I'm saying to be determined. I'll in 10 years I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. I think it won't. I, I, hope so. I think that we've 
I think we've spent a hundred years building up a, a facade. Yeah. Um, but but it's just a facade. And and yeah. we, we have this facade that believes that business is done separate from human. Yeah. But it, but again, it's just a facade. It's not true. And I think that everybody knows, even if they pretend otherwise, everybody knows that the person they're doing business with, the person they're shaking hands with, the person they're sharing a glass of wine with is also just a human. Yeah. And when the facade slips, that's I think that's actually okay. Maybe, I hope so. Maybe it's better. I hope so. I don't know if there's brands that choose not to work with me or et cetera, et cetera, because my openness can be perceived as a, you know, a flight risk or something, you know, mm. I, but the reality is that we are all experiencing these things. The only difference is that I'm open about it. And so it's, it's this weird world of perfectionism. It is a weird world of perfectionism, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because I get so many messages in in the DMs of like, I haven't, I like from people saying I haven't engaged, and I haven't like interacted. But I want you to know, for years, your posts have really made me feel empowered. I'm like that's wild, yeah. you know? Like, like no, no response, like no immediate feedback for years, and then just like you know, a few years forward, someone's like your vulnerability really made a difference in my life. Like that's a trip, <laughs> you know, and you start to wonder, like you start to redefine success because success feels so tangible. It feels mm -hmm. so obvious. But then when I have those moments like that, I'm like, oh, right. I even had a meeting earlier today with someone who was really nice and she was very executive-like at first, which was fine. And I was just me. And by the end of the meeting, she was her. And it was so lovely. Now, I don't know if that brand will end up working with me or not. But I felt successful that she felt safe to be her. And I felt it was an honor to get to know who she is rather than just this executive front, you know? So it's just this weird... Mm -hmm. It's a weird, weird world. But that same meeting, she could end up working with someone who speaks more her economic executive language than someone like me because I'm more in like the heartfelt bucket. So even though like you feel like this is right or you feel this is good or you feel like this is important, like as an executive at a brand, you can't share feelings on a report you have to share numbers and data and actualities so a brand may go with someone safer on the surface level even if they don't get the same depth of results because they were able to more easily put a report together yep i get that i do and i think that there are just as many other brands that are that are not interested in somebody who's just numbers and they're more interested in somebody who gets those dms that says you inspire me mm. tbd <laughs> tbd tbd but yeah. yeah but this is how this i just i'm going to continue to show up authentically and hope that the universe will provide and and see what i see but 
because I'm definitely a capitalist. I'm just like a heart-driven capitalist. I used mm-hmm. to joke earlier in my career, what I say? I called myself a hippie capitalist. That was it, my term, hippie capitalist. I love it. Because, yeah, I'm not allergic to money. Like, I would love to be, like, have all the money. It's fine. I'm all about it. I just won't compromise my heart in order to have the money, you know, or my mm-hmm. integrity or my morals or or I, will, I won't take advantage of someone or lie to them or I won't clobber some. I just want – I'll just be kind and hope that that's enough, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'll share a little secret and now it's not sure. a secret cuz you know this is going live. <laughs> <laughs> I me personally, I have yeah. struggled for the past probably 3 or 4 years with with slowly changing my brand over from being like 100% numbers business focused to to be more heart-centered, to be more community capitalist i'm still a capitalist i still want all the money just like you yeah but but how i get it matters a lot to me Mm. do you mind if i ask what influenced the? i don't mind (laughs) i I, i'm i I was you you probably saw and and my listeners at this point have heard this plenty of times i was on wall street for 17 years doing mergers and acquisitions and that's as that is as far deep into you know, the person who gets totally. the money did it right. Totally. As it, as it goes, like that's as deep as it goes. And, and I just couldn't stomach it anymore. Mm-hmm. So eight years ago, I launched my own pod, my own consulting company and I left Wall Street and started picking up clients that were less, there's no good term, like cutthroat businessmen, less yeah. like, I don't care how I got their businessmen. Yeah. But they were still big companies. The Pokemon company is still my client. They're they're a huge company and a powerful brand and yeah. they care a little bit about community. One of the That's reasons awesome. why I've been able to stay with them for 8 years. They they care about putting smiles on kids' faces and that's amazing. That's so cool. It's so cool. Um and I've learned a lot from that relationship and part of it is I'm I'm not interested in being a cutthroat executive, just not. And so it started when I left Wall Street when I just couldn't stomach being there anymore. And uh, and it's it's a continued evolution. But but I struggle with it. Just just like what I hear from you is is you're struggling a little bit with it that you know, I feel like every single time I go a little bit further into the the community world and yeah. and boy, I'm all in now. I feel like yeah. I'm leaving clients behind or potential clients. I feel like I would, I feel like what you're doing in a way is harder because, because you've gotten to experience the glory of the other side and the rewards and you're like, okay, I'm going to consciously walk away from these rewards to make a different values-based decision. Whereas I, like... I don't know. I was going to say it's not really a story of resilience, but like for me, I just have to have the courage to have faith. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm also not, I've had to walk, not had to, I could have stayed, but I've made a choice to walk away from certain deals. But I just feel like you had such a kingdom of deals that like, that like to be like, I am going 
to leave this magnificent kingdom because there's just not a culture inside this kingdom. And I'm going to go to the culture. Now, I don't know if there's a kingdom in with a culture, (laughs) but I'm going to choose to leave the kingdom and see if the culture might have a kingdom too, (laughs) you know? Whereas I'm like, I'm not even going over the, I'm just like off like Tom Hanks with the volleyball, (laughs) like (laughs) trying to stay afloat, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think I kind of think it's harder what 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 you're doing because it takes so much more. I don't know. So I conviction. I don't know what the right word is. It just it just feels harder to me. Thank you. I I appreciate that. I yeah. I I've only ever experienced my journey, so it's it's hard for me to compare them. But yeah. But certainly it wasn't easy. No. I consider myself an artist of human connection, and I really love the word artist. Even though I'm a founder mm. and on paper I'm an event producer and a podcaster and all these other labels, like who who I am is an artist. And so mm. the choices I make throughout my the entirety of my career have all been to create my art. So it's just very easy for me to make choices in alignment with my art, but I use the word easy lightly, which is why I paused, because there's a lot of suffering in being an artist. So it's mm. it's easy to speak my truth and also extremely difficult to experience the, the reality of my truth. You know, like, so, like, uh, I'll be very but open. Like What I'm hearing. I, oh yeah, go ahead. I- I don't I don't know if I don't know if this is accurate, but what I'm hearing is that you're experiencing cutting off your ear for your art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Van, what, you're it's you're van, having Dolly Was it Van Gogh? What was that? Dolly. Was it Dolly? Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Like I have That's, the two sides of my there's brain. There's nothing easy about that journey. <laughs> no, I have the two sides of my brain like, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. And I'm like, my intuitive side is like, shut up. Like, I'm doing my art, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I feel like if I was like in the kingdom, like you were, that may be like a harder, harder thing to leave. So, yeah. So like this, this Sunday, I'm creating this beautiful event for women in business and for years people have asked me like why don't you get sponsors for your events why don't you this why don't you that and because my energy is so fully like absorbed with every attendee coming and like the elements of my art from what they smell what they see what they what they experience what they taste like it's so fully encompassed in all of it like I don't Mm. have time to go and ask a bunch of people who typically have a more transactional nature and then what can I get get from these people and like suck at them I'm like everybody stay off my people like they're not your like things to to like put your tentacles into they are human beings and stay the fuck (laughs) away like I feel very like protective over them and so I've never I've never like really leaned into sponsorship which is really stupid economically because that's how people you know may create the kingdom you know and so 2023 is a year 
I've been really quiet. I deleted social media apps a few months ago and I've been really, really quiet. And 2023 is the year where I want to create and be an artist and be okay too. Like every Mm -hmm. year before now was self-sacrificing. And now it's like, yes, I want to create my art and be okay too. And so I put a a call out for, for sponsors for this thing I have going on Sunday. And it's been really interesting, the kind of conversations I've been having and how I show up to the conversations because I made a choice. If I'm going to have a sponsor relationship, I'm going to authentically be me because I don't want any resentment in the relationship. I don't want anyone trying to capitalize off my people, all this stuff. Stuff, and it may mean I get no sponsors. And so it's just been, which has been difficult because, you know, the art side of me is like, I love what you've put together. And then the, the, the rational side of me is like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know, <laughs> like, so yeah. Anyway, this event Sunday's at capacity and I'm like really, really proud of it, but it's been an interesting life experience economically of the choices I've been making and how I've been perceiving it and interacting. And I'm curious what kind of results will come from this thing that are unknown to me. You know, like when you go to a conference, like a lot of people will be like, oh, what am I going to get out of that event or get out of that conference? But the thing that you usually get out of a conference is completely unknown. It's absolute serendipity. You cannot predict it. It's not possible. Like, And so I feel like expecting that I can understand the return of this artistic thing that I intuitively feel should be done before it happens is unrealistic of me. And I need to just trust in the process that it's all going to make sense, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now. (laughs) I love that. That is so cool. And difficult, but thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing story. Hence why the brand that you're living now. Thank you. But hence why the brand I spoke to earlier today, they started off as the executive talking to an event producer and then got to see that I'm not an event producer, I'm an artist. And then they shifted and had that beautiful connective experience with me and got to see like exactly what I'm about just doesn't necessarily equate to dollars. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the way I work makes it extremely difficult for a brand to work with me (laughs) because I'm not a surface level person and to have transactional relationships, it's a requirement to have all the surface level stuff. Because you're Dali. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very big compliment. That's so Actually, cool. I have Dolly in my house. That's funny. No way. Which no, one? like a copy. Like, oh, I don't know the names of it. Like one was given as a gift and one I bought, I think when I was in Spain, but like, but not like a, like a, you know, like fandom kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't currently have any, but I used to have two of his clocks pieces. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Where'd they go? I also also copies. I, you know, you, you live in the modern world and move huh. for your work, and yeah. things don't survive the moves, and totally. you know you replace them with something else. Totally. Yeah. I, I, again, another little secret that I typically don't tell people. In the last fifteen years, I've moved seventeen times. What? That's yeah. more than once a year. More than once a year. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
totally valid question. And what's really crazy <laughs> about that is that for four and a half years, I didn't move at all. So oh, that's so 16 multiple... moves in 11 wow. years. <laughs> wow. Have you had a good time adventuring about? Oh, yeah. Yes, and, right? Yes, and. Yeah. Welcome to Improv. the world. Yes, and. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun. And also, not being grounded is exhausting. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I'm a backpacker too, so I get it. I've been to over 100 countries for the Women in Tech podcast, and I love it, but it's not a vacation. Not a vacation. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So I get it. Like, I understand. It's like magnificent and just then you're absolutely tired and someone's like, what do you mean? You're in Malaysia. How could you be tired? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Speaking the same language here. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Fun. This has been not what I expected and I'm loving it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. How would you talk about your art through the lens of community and use my words or don't? Yeah. Artist of I mean, human to, connection. Yeah, I mean that's what art is to me. It's it's so I'll tell you what like community isn't, what I and which is what I think it's being utilized for mostly and popularized. It's being the word community is being utilized by brands as a marketing ploy when they don't actually care. And then it's the first thing they cut because they never valued it in the first place, which is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't even have a company or profit if it wasn't for the people. And so the thing that you care, like the thing that really drove me crazy at the beginning of the pandemic was people being like, oh my gosh, we need to start having a campaign where we care about our customers. I'm like, what? Why do you care about your customers before the pandemic? What's wrong with you? You know, like all of a sudden you need to show you care. Like that's so weird. So for me, this sense of, the word artist really resonates with me even more than the word community. And it's just about what energy do I want to innovate at each experience I create? What memories do I want people to have? What what will my experiences, like my events in person that I create, what will what will those experiences help them overcome? Or how will those experiences help them become get become closer to their goals? How will it help them overcome their fears? How will it help them gain different, you know, networks or, or, or metrics, milestones that they need to succeed in their companies? All of my events that I create are for the tech industry. So I create for both women in tech and then for lost globally and then just for Los Angeles tech in, in LA. And that's everyone, not just women. And so with every, like, this particular gathering that I've created for Sunday is Women in Tech. I've called it the Restore Gathering. And it's an experience for women to share our dreams and our fears and to support one another, to dream without limitations so that our dreams are absolutely possible to achieve. And so I'm putting all oh, sorts yeah. of things. It's cool, right? I'm putting all sorts of things in place to to ground our energy, foster that meaningful connection. Everything I do is invite only because I always make sure everybody's the right culture fit. I want to make sure they're not pizza eater tire kickers. Like I'm looking for people who genuinely are showing up, not trying to eat a free slice of pizza. I usually don't have alcohol at my stuff because I'm not looking to throw a party. I'm looking to create and foster meaningful relationships that accelerate business. People want to do 
business with people they know, like, and trust, not someone from a business card. And so, Mm -hmm. and my favorite people to serve are people who are relatively unknown. Like, let's say you have no Twitter following. Awesome. You know, because everyone like just looks for these surface level metrics to value someone. But the perfect example. And they're wrong. They're They're all wrong. wrong. Totally wrong. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Oh, go I don't. Ahead. I don't know a single person who know who actually knows ten thousand people. Like I don't. I don't know anyone who mm. actually knows ten thousand people. I feel like Gary Vaynerchuk like, actually knows ten thousand people. <laughs> he remembers I, everyone's I, name. It's weird. That, <laughs> that would be impressive. And I don't personally know Gary V. So yeah, the statement's still true. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard the same thing of Bill Clinton. By the way, that. You meet he him and then like name. three years later, you meet him again and he remembers your name and the name of your kid. That's so crazy. I don't know what area in the brain you have to have to have that be possible. It's it's pretty damn impressive. I also yeah. don't know Bill Clinton. So I yeah. still don't know a single person who actually knows 10,000 people. When <laughs> did social proof start getting measured in tens of thousands? When did that happen? Who said okay to that? Like. If I have 200 people who really love me, to me, that's like, that's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. I mean, I could answer that question, but I don't think it's, I think that's a podcast for another time. But yes, perhaps we should put it on the books. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yesterday I was at a conference and this guy that I've known for a while was with his girlfriend and he goes, you don't understand. And he, he's a Forbes 30 under 30 and like all these mm-hmm. like status indicators. Really nice guy. And he goes to his girlfriend, you don't understand. Esprit gave us our first shot. Like how cool is that? You know what I mean? Damn. Like no yeah. one cared. I, I didn't care about your Twitter or Instagram. Like I just thought you were cool. And now you're this like on paper, you know, big deal as well. But I just, I love that. I love that. I love just being a part of good people's journeys who are really doing things, not not tire kickers, like people really like giving, you know, entrepreneurship. They're all with the right heart and they're not gross or scummy and they have values and they're kind. I I was telling him yesterday, I love that he and his co-founder treat their girlfriend so well. You know, like I look for values and characteristics when I'm seeing who can be a part of the community. I'm not looking for status marks. Wow. Yeah. More of that, please. For those of you who are listening, more of that, please. (laughs) It's hard to, but it's hard. That's what I'm saying. That is hard to economically support from brands. Only right now. I don't know, maybe TBD. Only right now. I think, I think it's changing. I think it needs to change. TBD, we shall see. Yeah. TBD. We've been talking about that for a little over half an hour. I think we agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I'd love to, I'd love, I mean, if there is a universe that exists, I'd love, I'd love, you know, for the universe to show me signs that like, you know, all these choices that I've made to prioritize integrity over the years, that there is room for me to prosper in capitalism as well. You know, mm-hmm. so we shall see. Yeah. 
Well, to to you know, to the gods and consumers that are listening, I, here's my plea: let's let's make sure that this artist doesn't starve until she dies. Like, <laughs> thank let's you. Let's buy let's Amen. buy her art while she's alive. <laughs> right, right. So crazy. There's this musician um, I love. I I know this isn't exactly about your podcast, but let's do it. I just. Being that I live such a unique life and make such rare decisions that that aren't very standard in society, it's like, not very like often. Like showing up and having a chat about community with, with some dude? <laughs> well, I think maybe a lot of people do stuff like that. <laughs> but that's funny. But it, I don't have a lot of examples of people making the same type of choices as me. And so there's this musician named Ren who my friend sent me on New Year's Eve, actually. And he's an independent artist. He was once signed by Sony, but he got sick with Lyme disease. And so Sony ended up dropping him, et cetera, et cetera. And he's been on this journey and he's one of the most brilliant musicians ever. I'm not even like a music fan. I feel like his music has made me a fan of music. It's crazy. And what, why? there's so many reasons why I appreciate his existence, but one of them is he posts about being an independent artist pretty often and the kind of choices he makes to prioritize his art over profit, to prioritize his art over, to make sure his art has integrity. Like he said this one thing in the last few weeks where a lot of his fans have said that they don't want him to do rap because he's this other kind of genre. I can't think, I don't know that much about music, but he's a singer genre, so they don't want him to do rap or whatever, you know? And he's like, look, I'm an artist and I need to follow my creativity and I need to push myself and I'm curious about rap. So I'm going to do rap and, you know, hopefully you'll be along for my journey. And if you're not, you're not, but I need to serve myself as an artist in order to show up as authentically as I do and not do things based on what society wants, because then I wouldn't be creating the magic that you're experiencing. And I'm like, amen. And so like yeah. when I, when I see posts from him and the kind of chances he takes to give his full self to his art in the most honest, authentic, vulnerable way that creates so much human connection for his community, his fan base. It just really empowers me to just keep on keeping on. Because sometimes, mm. you know, I just feel like I'm a lunatic and I want to I'm like, should I just stop? What am I doing? You know, and then I see something like that and it really empowers me to be like, nah, just stay true to my art. It will make sense eventually, hopefully. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let me try something. Yeah. Pop-ups are a thing. Yeah. Most people think of community from a relatively long-term long perspective, but, mm -hmm. but I don't think that that's required. Agree, actually, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a thing, right? Long-term communities, they're a thing, but I don't think it's required. Yeah. yeah. Your events are as a, as an artist what you're creating is a pop-up community agree and and here's how that shows up at least through my lens right and i i you know i come from i come from an engineer and physics background and and wall street so i i look at the mechanics of things here's how yeah. that shows up you're you're bringing these people together into a space inside which you're creating a very specific experience. That experience yeah. is a story. It's a shared story. And yeah. in sharing that story together live, they're creating a unique common language. That that shared experience is a project. They're showing up and they're doing work together. The work is 
dropping their boundaries. And right now, today in the world, that is actually work. It's hard. Like we have to do something to drop the boundaries, to drop yeah. the facade, to be human right there, connected with that person in front of us. Unfortunately, but true. Yes. yes. <laughs> so they they come into it in seek of a purpose that you create, that you mm -hmm. draw people in through. They experience this event that's that's work in itself. It's work in what they have to do to be there. And they share the story, that language of the event. Yeah. And the essence of community shows up when you miss the people after it's over. Like that is the essence of community. And so on Monday morning or Tuesday morning after your event is finished and they're calling you up or they're sending you DMs and saying, yeah. I wish it had lasted another day or yeah. two or five. That's how you know that what you created was a real pop-up community and not just a That's conference, cool. not just an event, about it not way. just, yeah. That's cool. That's so true. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That was fun. Thank you for, yeah. for, thank you for inviting it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we share an art. Yeah. Yeah. Community is when you miss the experience. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, I was the, I was the face of clubhouse, which is a crazy fact about life. the app, the, the audio app. And so many of us miss the community that, that once was with clubhouse. Like it was, <laughs> It was like a pop-up community now looking back because there was a certain period of time where it was just like nothing else that we'd ever experienced. And all of us are still friends. Like we've all maintained our relationships. And it's just, I particularly think that that community could have lasted. You know, it's all about choices made. But I'm so grateful to have been a part of that chapter in in that community and and yeah we all very much miss it it's interesting very cool it is interesting i'm sorry you miss it how will you how will you bring that back how will you bring that connection that pop-up community the the meaningful deep that you had with those people Oh, I don't think it's something that you can bring back. I think some things in life are just to experience while they're there. And if you miss it, then it's gone forever. And I think the idea of missing, I once had to break up with a boyfriend that like really meant a lot to me because one of his like life ideals wasn't aligned with my life ideals. And I just knew it wasn't the right match, but like I, really cared about him he really cared about me so it was really really hard and when we were breaking up and I'm like crying I was like I'm so grateful that I'm in so much pain because it means I cared that much he's like you are odd <laughs> but it's just like sometimes it's that there's something to miss means that something really good existed you know but it doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to continue mm-hmm Yeah, I love it. It's yeah. true. It doesn't have to continue. 
Yeah. Amazing. So Thank you. Where will you take community? Yeah. I I have two I have two really big goals. And yeah. they're big. I'm excited. I'm ready. The first one is a is an overt goal. The the people who are using the word are using it wrong and I want to take it back. I don't I don't think the that they're community. allowed to have it anymore. Yeah. The word community? That's cool. Yeah. I yeah. I, I support you in those efforts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sick of hearing politicians say blah 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 the community blah blah blah. They yeah. they're not no they they can't have yeah. it anymore. That's that's yeah. wrong. I'm, I'm sick that. of seeing it on on large multinational corporations marketing ads. Like no, yeah. mm -mm, you can't have it. That's not your word. It's not for you. Yeah, agree <laughs> with that so loudly. And in order to do that. I have to do the other thing, which is a, a little bit more covert. And, and not because I wanna hide it, but because it's just not capable of being as overt. I think that the reason that people are stealing the word and misusing it is because most people have forgotten what it means. And we could treat community as a verb as much as a noun. I think that there are a lot of people who are not doing community because they've lost it, mm. which is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, yeah. it hurts me. Yeah. I can see that. And in order to do that, I have to tell stories because that's the way people connect with a message is, is through stories. So I'm telling my story in community and I'm also, Esprit, I'm, I'm here hosting you and, and helping you tell your story so that, mm. so, that, so that you get to hear it through my eyes. Mm. But also so that the people who are my listeners can start to engage with community in a new way. Do you think, I your mean, way. your listeners may, because your listeners have respect for you and your ecosystem. In general, let's say a non-listener who's listening to your content, so not someone within your ecosystem. Do you really think they'll care so much? Because people are usually out for themselves and what betters them? Legitimate question. I hope so. I had a it's. I actually put it into an episode about, I don't know, two months ago or so. I had a conversation where the result of the conversation was that in order for us to be effective as individuals, we have to have community. We have to have people that stand at our shoulders and, and catch us when we fall and, you know, and, and hold our shield when, when we need to, when we need to go to the bathroom or, or grab a bite to eat. Like, and I'm using sort of battle language because that's kind of the way we think about the world. And it's not inappropriate. We we need brothers and sisters that, that will hold our shield and spear and that will protect us with theirs. Yeah. We actually need it. But, but the thing that so many people are focused on is not wrong. It's just incomplete. Mm -hmm. The community needs me too. Right, so it's, it is not individualist to the exclusion of community, that's wrong. That's, that's incomplete, yeah. it's half. It's also not community to the exclusion of individual. The community needs me and it's and I need the community. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the hardest lessons I learned about being a community organizer was that the a community needs a leader so many times people will propose that they'll self-organize but typically they don't 
And there was something really like we are LA tech that we was really important to me because I thought that we was like a collective altogether. And when I learned that there seems to be need to be a leader that felt very like ego energy because I'm like, why is there gotta be a person that leads? Like, why can't we just all together like collaboratively, collectively like move forward? And so I thought that was a really interesting learning of community is, is to truly foster a great community. You need to have a great leader at the helm to guide everyone where to go and what the culture is and what the core values are and what the guidelines are and and to truly and utterly deeply want to see people like when Mm -hmm. they walk in the door and whether you have a thing of like a few hundred people or 10 you are paying attention to every last one of those people to make sure no one's in the corner feeling like what am I doing here can I leave? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't be here right now. This is so awkward. Why did I even leave my house? Like all those uncomfortable feelings or like, ah, did I wear the right clothes? Oh my God, I don't have the right car or, you know, oh, I'm going to come off as a douchebag, whatever, you know, like, and just a leader at the front of it being like, no, you belong here. You're valued you're safe to show up authentically who you are and this is a collaborative space for for you to lean into for all of us to raise one another up you know it bothers me that a community needs a leader because i think a i think like the best thing would be no leader because then it's a true collective a true we but but i also get it it's like i don't know like I've been saying throughout this whole thing. Yeah, an artist painting a painting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. May I share a metaphor that you can settle yeah. in on? Yeah, yeah. So me, personally, I, I take things to as basic as I can to, to start out with a foundational understanding and then build on top of that. And the, yeah. the, the most basic approach that I can for humanity is us as hunters. Mm. And I take it as far back as I can to look at the animal, the human animal, and and how did we play when we had, you know, sharpened sticks and and rocks. Mm. And we were still hunters then too. We weren't scavengers. Perhaps we scavenged some, but we were still hunters. Yeah. And it turns out that in order for a human, we're not very fast. We're not very strong. In order for a human to, to successfully hunt down an animal, there needs to be a whole bunch of us hunting together. We need to spread out. Now, here's here's what's going to be fun for you, I think. I think. Okay. At any given time, any one of us, but certainly not all of us, or at least most likely not all of us, any one of us, but most likely not all of us, can see the animal that we're hunting. And the one or ones who can see that animal are suitable for leadership in that moment. Mm. In that moment. But in order for the hunting party to succeed, every single one of those people must be suitable for leadership in any moment. Mm. So what I'm hearing from you, and and this is my offering, what I'm hearing from you is, is the piece of every single one of us must be suitable for leadership in any moment. I hear that and I agree. And at any given moment, 
maybe only one of us can see the prey. And that's the one that needs to be the leader in that moment. Mm. How's that? It's an interesting way to look at it. It's an interesting perspective. And You're you see something. The perspectives. That perspective, the missing perspective. It's interesting. I like I like your granular viewpoint of breaking down the dynamics of community. Mm. Thank you. It is it is heart's work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just hard work, it's heart's work. <laughs> I've never heard that term. Look at you. Heart's work. I've never heard that. That's yeah. cool. Did you make that up or did you hear it somewhere? Just in the moment. I like it. You should use it more often. I'm doing the heart's work. Thank you. I'm doing the heart work. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I like the way you said it. <laughs> yeah. My offering is you see you see the prey. As as the artist, the picture that you're painting, the the human connection that you're creating through those events, you're the one that sees the prey and and at least for the moment, that means that you need to be the leader. Mm. Can I can I just do a minor swap? Can we just use the word vision instead of pray? <laughs> a pray makes me feel like someone's gonna has to go down for other people to rise up. I don't like so it's like the collective vision. <laughs> sure. Yes, I'm 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 open to that for the, for yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Keeping in mind that we are hunter animals. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I I really appreciate how you're framing it and what you said. It's a very interesting perspective. Fun. I love it. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. As I'm as I'm wrapping up, I typically wrap up with three questions. The first one is the most obvious. The the people who were as inspired by you as I am. Oh. How do they find you? Oh, how do you find me? At social, at social media. At at Esprit Devora on all social media. It's E-S-P-R-E-E-D-E-V, like Victor, O-R-A. Email is spree at hey.com, H-E-Y.com. Yeah. And you're just welcome cool. to say hello. You know what's interesting is most people don't take the initiative to reach out to people that they want to talk to because they feel no like kidding. they're not good enough or they feel like they won't get a response or like they reach out, then they don't get a response and then they think they were rejected. My friend Jennifer wrote me a message a few weeks ago, had no idea. I was searching my inbox for something else. And then I see that she sent me this message. I'm like, get out. Like, I was like, this is just a perfect example of like, it's not personal. Probably 99.9% .9 of the time, someone just literally didn't even see that you messaged on any channel. Mm -hmm. But we feel because there's so much passion and excitement that goes into whoever we're reaching out to. It's like, like this come bus common and we're like, hello and then like nothing happens and you're like oh it didn't work i will never bother them again you know what i mean it's very dramatic in our emotions <laughs> but yeah that's amazing but if, yeah, yeah but if, if jennifer wrote me weeks ago and i didn't see it like then we're just missing emails because i would have responded jennifer in like five seconds <laughs> so yeah yeah well yeah so you all heard it if you if you're feeling it reach out yeah 100 percent. and if i if you don't hear back follow up it's all in the follow-up game just don't be annoying there's this thing that 
And what I mean by that, there's this thing in tech culture where you don't accept no for an answer. And so then you, it's like borderline harassment and essentially don't ignore someone's humanness. That's the best guidance. It's, it's not to not follow up. I think following up is great. And it, and it's even great to sometimes not take no for an answer and just like look for that open door to yes. Sure. Great. I get Mm -hmm. it. Like we have to create our reality. Just remember that the person you're writing is human. The thing that drives me out of my mind is when someone sends me a compliment and then right in the next few sentences, like, so can I be on your show? And I'm like, so you weren't actually sending me a compliment. You just were trying to say something nice that might even be bullshit just so you could have something for you and your ego. And that's really hurtful. Like, you're aware that I'm a human, right? Like, it, it's just, wow. just like care about people's humanness. It's not all about like an agenda and what you have going on. We're, we're all experiencing something different. Some people may not like someone. Some people may like them. Some people may not get the email, whatever. But we're all just like, just be a human being. Like, you know, I don't know. Anyway. And remember that yeah. your intuition is your oracle. That's the like that your GPS in life is your intuition. That's amazing. That's really good advice. It it took me a while to start listening to mine. It's tough, right? Because it doesn't feel like any yeah. logic's attached. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why should I listen to that? I don't, I don't, I don't see why that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. My friend, I'm not going to say who to respect his privacy. My friend is building this amazing company and it will probably end up being a billion dollar company. He has these outstanding partners and he makes, I think, almost all of his decisions, if not all of his decisions on intuition. So if he has a gut feeling that he just randomly has to go to New York, like he could just be in his living room and have some weird feeling I don't know. I feel like I need to be in New York. He will buy a flight to New York and just randomly go to New York to follow the intuition. It's wild. And in knowing him for several years now to see where he started and now the kind of partnerships and the kind of business deals he has. And he was featured in Time magazine, like no joke kind of stuff, like things that are just insane. They they've been based off of intuition. It's so cool. It's so inspiring. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hope someday someone tells a story like that about me. So cool. This weird dude that just, just listens to his intuition and and it's working. And this and this <laughs> happened. What's the, yeah. before, we, before we completely close, what's the most recent thing that, where you followed your intuition and it worked out? Well. Can you think of one? <laughs> I can. For those of you who are listening, listen to what Esprit has to say because she deleted social media. And so for what, four months or so, you and I didn't have any communication. But I kept reaching out with respect, not every friggin' day, but, you know, a couple weeks, reach out again, couple weeks, reach out again. And what was it, two and a half weeks ago, you were like, hey, good job on your follow-up game, let's do it. <laughs> it's true, I have just been off social media. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you weren't weird at all. I don't I don't remember any like Obviously, I'm here. I don't remember any any kind of weirdness, you know. 
Like there, yeah. there's someone who followed up with me inappropriately. And like that person, I proactively would like to not know. You know what I mean? Like it was like, wow, like, like it, that was, that's intense. Like not accepting no, not like, I'm not going to get into it because I want to be respectful to the privacy of the person. But like, but at the end of the day, it's like if that person just was human, it would have been fine. But instead they, they wanted something for their company from me and they didn't want to wait. Mm-hmm. Super, I do. super I get interesting. It. Yeah. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Lucas. This has been really special. And again, I know you said I you didn't think I was like too much before in the green room, but I just thank you for not holding what I perceive against me. I you guys, I was late. I was like I was just it was really it was really really hard today to like to to move like like some days you know when you when you struggle with anxiety it's just it's hard to move and so mm -hmm. I was experiencing that and I'm like come on come on come on go move you could you could do it <laughs> like yeah so thank you for being so open about it I you're welcome yeah you're welcome thank you for showing up you were yeah. awesome thank you you're so sweet. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah. Two more questions, if I may. Oh, my gosh. I yes, I love it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I derailed us. Sorry. No, that was awesome. Do, yeah. do not apologize. That was great. <laughs> second, the second question that I close up yeah. with is, if, if there was any one question that you wish I had asked, what would it be? <sighs> okay. This is what popped up for me instinctually. So I, I don't I don't know the answer rationally. And I don't even know what my answer would be. But the question would be, when do you feel seen? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> I it would need some it would need some massaging, but I could see somebody building an entire podcast around just that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, use it number, if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number the number three question is yeah. is that question. Esprit, when do you feel seen? Oh shit. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was hoping I would skate by it. I would have asked it. <laughs> I was like, yes! I'm making it through. I could share the question, but I don't have to answer. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to give you the kind of like the backstory of like where this question kind of came from. I It was my 10-year anniversary for my company in August. Mm -hmm. And I... Hey, congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I had a, an event that I didn't... I wasn't going to celebrate and then within five days, I was like, I just followed my intuition. I just, I don't know, you know, I created this amazing event. I did not remember the event. Like it was amazing for everyone except for me, but I would do it all over again in that way because the purpose of my organization is to serve. Anyway, I had this one guy there who's amazing and he he's in tech and 
years ago, he led a meditation at my app launch. And so I asked him, I ran into him at a tech event. I was like, oh my gosh, would you lead a, a short meditation at my tenure? That would be so full circle. So he did that. And he, everyone saw that I was very stressed. It was an extremely hard day for me, production. It was just a lot to, for one person to take on. And he asked me, what is it that you need out of this? And I just remember responding, I just want to feel seen. And then I went into really reflecting on that kind of answer. And I really appreciated that he asked me. And and then in his meditation, he's like, so everyone, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but it was like, everyone, I want you to take a moment to like see or something. It was something about, it was really sweet of him. But as I reflected on on that question and on on my life, I feel like I've always struggled to feel seen. And I think it's why I'm the artist that I am because I experienced so much pain around feeling like that I'm not seen that I so mm. desperately want everyone else to be seen. And so all of my art is so each individual person can feel seen because I have so much pain around never feeling seen myself. Hmm. So I don't really know the answer of like, what would it take for me to be seen? I, I think like kind of like a vague answer is like, I would like to not be perceived as broken. Like I would like to not be perceived as like, I need to be fixed. I think whenever someone's having like a bad day or like maybe whatever, like a company's not going, whatever is the thing happening, uh, we're all so quick to try to fix someone else. But like, what if we could just like be loving? Like, you know, what if nothing's actually wrong? We're just all experiencing the life journey, you know? And so I feel, and I don't know if it's, you know, just how I perceive myself or if it's indeed how others perceive me, but I, I perceive that others sometimes feel this need to like, like fix me if something's wrong. And I'm like, I don't really want to be fixed. And then the the ability for me to have such inspiring speeches on stage and interview people around the world and all of that stuff that passionate fierce love is the same thing in my personal life when i fiercely love my friends like last night i like went out and i like this is probably like a like a, a a soft flex or something, but it, it's not intended that way. I'm just sharing a story. But I went out and I bought my one of my friends who who is another friend, a single mom of twins. All these moms of twins that I have as friends. I went out and went grocery shopping for her. She didn't know. I just wanted to surprise her. I, it's like raining in Los Angeles. Who needs two kid, young kids? You're doing it all yourself to go out tromping in the rain, like I'm. I just, you know, so I went grocery shopping and I brought her groceries and she's like, oh my gosh, you didn't have to do that. And I just like, I like, that's my level of love. Like, you know, like, so I just, I just want that level of passion to be okay rather than me be kind of weird now i know she appreciated in that situation it seems more societally acceptable but there's other situations that maybe aren't as accepted by in at least in my perception of society that i she that would maybe cause words of like oh she's 
too much or intense or passionate or whatever these words are but it's like those exact same words are why like you love me as well so it's like like you know and I love that about myself I love that you know in this summer I produced 23 experiences in five weeks because that's what the art I wanted to create but that same intensity like is how I'm gonna like love my friends and you know like and I think that's wonderful but I also I perceive that society thinks that makes me weird and I don't want to be weird I just want to be and so I think yeah I would feel seen if I believed and perceived and it was a fact that I am just accepted the way I am and loved unconditionally and appreciated just as I am and I didn't have to be something or like to serve you in order to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. Like my girlfriend didn't need me to bring groceries to her house in order to, she just like loves me, which made me like wanna do that, you know? I really appreciate her love for me. She's so kind and so yeah. Anyway, that's a very emo loaded answer, but <laughs> there you go. You had to go off and ask, so I answered. <laughs> that's what, that's what I get, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope I didn't bore you with the long-windedness. Not at all. That yeah. was amazing. I I was in I was enraptured. Ah, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing. Well, those are the three closing questions. Esprit, oh. do you have any closing words that you'd like to share? No, like I said earlier, just remember your intuition is your oracle. It's so important. Everybody's going to give us their advice and their opinions of the best way to live and what to do with our lives. And there's zillions of people out there. We all have a different opinion of what is the best way. And we're all just basing it off of our past experiences of like love and heartbreak and prosperity and loss. And so no one fucking knows. Like you could ask Richard Branson, what is the best way? And he's going to give you the thing that worked for him, but it's a different time. And you have your own special, unique journey just for you. And so lean into your own journey, your own intuition to create your own life and your own path. Don't try to like think you have to be on someone else's in order to win. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's all she said, folks. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we add anything more that it takes away from the power of that. So with that, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.